What's up, fellow teens? You're listening to Jurgen, the old... Man, I don't like podcasting with a cough drop in my mouth. Mm-mm. It's not great. You're kind it's kind of like podcasting. It. It's like when you are you play a sport and you have a handicap. It's like you, Right, you, or like yeah. when you're trying to record uh, audition for American Idol and you have a cough drop in your mouth. <laughs> okay, here we go. Simon... Let me know I like. I want to see the. Uh, I want to see the like. You know the emotional like when they do America's Got Talent or they do American Idol and they're like, I was born with glass bones and paper skin. Here's uh-huh. my inspirational story. It's like I was born with a cough drop in my mouth. What if there was a boy I've, named Susan? I've always had a cough drop in my mouth, and it plays like the sad music, and then they sing like Amazing Grace, and it's very beautiful. Except they have a cough drop in their mouth, and then they get kicked off because of it. Well, unfortunately, Grace was not amazing. She was far from amazing this week. In this episode, she kind of sucked. Yeah. What's up, fellow teens? You're listening to... What's up, fellow teens? You're listening to Jergen It, the yeah, only podcast Yeah, I mean, you have, you have my notes. This. You might as well. Yeah, let's do it. What's up, fellow teens? You're listening to Jergen It, the only podcast about Brenda Hampton... The only podcast exclusively about Brenda Hampton's opus, The Secret Life of the American Teenager. I'm Jordan Canning, and I'm... Never had a sister. <laughs> and I'm your baseball trophy husband, Sam Canning. Ooh, that's a good one. This episode... Do you want, do you want me to take it back? No. Are you just gonna... You're just gonna do it? Think about how confusing it'll be. Do it, coward. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like... Okay, I see what you're saying. Uh, okay, this, this is, is... This season is season five, five episode, episode 13. 15. To Each Her Own, written by Brenda Hampton, directed by Lindsley Parsons Third. I could tell it was written by Brenda Hampton because it was filled with hate. Title watch. I mean, to to each her own. (laughs) Fuck you, Amy. To each her own is the opposite of uh, how everyone everyone felt. said, fuck you, Amy. What if there was a whole episode about shitting on Amy? Remember when our podcast was called We Hate Amy because Amy was being terrible? What if this podcast was called We Hate Amy because Amy was being fine and everyone else was being mean to Amy, but we were supposed to like it? Uh, I guess it would be, we would probably like the show a little bit more. It'd be called We Reluctantly, We Are Being Instructed to Hate Amy. Yeah, you hate you Amy. You hate Amy. <laughs> now. Um, this episode was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was one of my least favorite. When really? I went into- I, I didn't, I didn't hate it as much as you did, but I did hate it. I'm sick of Ricky and Amy's relationship, and every episode that features them is like my least favorite episode all over again. Uh-huh. Uh, um, unfortunately, we into, that's all of When them. I went to season five, I expected um, a season <clears throat> where Brenda Hampton had found out the show was going to be canceled, so she said fuck it and decided to make all of the stuff really stupid, uh-huh. which is kind of what we got with the funny priest and the funny flash mob. Instead, and, she said fuck it and decided to make everything really stupid in the and, sense that she said, fuck it, I'm no longer trying. 
She said, fuck it, I'm no longer trying, and I know that all of my fans like, uh, like Raimi, and I say fuck them too, because I hate my fans for not watching the show enough to keep, get it renewed, so I'm gonna ruin, I'm just gonna make their, their favorite ship as unpleasant as possible. Yeah, so and you you did off mic uh, make, uh, I, I don't know if we've talked about your official prediction on the podcast. Yeah, I've talked about it plenty of times. I think Amy's gonna, I think, I think now more than ever, Amy is going to go to New York and their relationship falling apart is supposed to allow us to feel okay with the way it ends. Mm. I uh, think Brenda's uh, breaking up Amy to fuck with her listeners or her viewers. <laughs> Our listeners probably don't care all that much. In fact, we are all supportive of Amy leaving Ricky. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I th- yeah. Uh, should we just uh, record and talk yeah, about? Go. Okay, so uh, this is we're coming back from from the mid season break. I believe it's been four months since the Christmas episode aired, uh, which is Every why time... the previously on shows Ashley telling her mom that she's leaving, just so you remember that Ashley is gone. Every time we get that jumbo spicy big previously on from the mid season, it really solidifies how little happens on this show. Right, this was. For for a coming back from the mid-season break, uh, previously on, this was a short, like, this was only a minute long. Ricky got fake married to Amy, Dylan and Ben broke up, uh, Ashley left for Italy, that never really matters, and Jack and got And then just all the stuff death. with Jack. That's And, and Chloe. That was yeah, it. That's that it. was all that happened. Nothing has half, happened. Half of the final season. Oh, and probably some Ethan and Kathy stuff. Oh, Kathy yeah. had her. I don't think Kathy having her baby was even in the previously on. A lot of the beginning of season five was um, Ben worrying about going to jail and Omar being accused of Bios pervert. Yeah, so so the episode begins with uh, Kathy in her probably room or something with Amy, and she's saying, hey, now that I had the baby, my parents want me going back to Texas. Amy says, how do you feel about that? And Kathy's like, um, you're not my shrink, so, I love, so stop asking I me love that. When 15-year-olds use the dialogue of, of a movie in the 1940s. Yeah, I don't understand why... Who talks Kathy, like that? Kathy is, like, so confrontational about nothing at all times. I mean, Amy's that's, j- Amy's just that's like, Kathy. So how, how do you feel about going back home to live with your parents? She's like, none of your business. What, what do you care? Well, Kathy is conflicted because, like, she doesn't have any friends here. And she has, sorry, she has no friends at home. She right. has two two good because good her, her, well, she buds. she has friends from home, but they they have stopped texting her. Well, she's she has two best friends, Rhonda and it was Jody and Francine. Jody and Francine, pardon, but and really of it course, was and Caddy, and of course Ethan, her best yeah. friend, her boyfriend, the love of her life. Yeah, and Kathy, oh my God, she's like, she's like, do you consider me a friend? And then Kathy says. <laughs> I, I I was actually surprised that Kathy said that. I Kathy I would have thought that nothing Amy to do would with... be the one saying like, "Kathy, do you think of me as a friend?" But no, Kathy. Kathy was wanted like... nothing to do with Amy when they met her. Apparently, in the fucking time skip, they became very close. Um. Well, Kathy says that she she feels like the big sister she never had. She feels like Amy is the big sister. Yeah. Yeah. To which Amy replies, genuinely, "This actually is what is said." Uh, or Kat, well, Kathy, Kathy says, says like, I never it's had nice, a I never had a sister. And Amy says, yeah, me either. Uh, cool teen moment. Great. Nice. Yeah. And then Kathy says, uh, Ashley? And Amy Ethan says, Ashley? she literally says, oh, geez, whoa, I totally forgot. Fucking Brenda, man. And like, I, I actually, like, this, this is such an early, like, 
I'm this mad already. Like, I'm mad about this. Amy confided I know, it's it, weird. Amy confided to Ashley that she was pregnant. She was the first person she told. Right, that's, well, that's the thing, is Amy explains, she's like, yeah, I mean, Ashley was kind of there for me, like, during my pregnancy and stuff occasionally, but, like, we've never really been that close as sisters. They've been close as sisters. Once that's or that's twice. the weird thing is like the the show like I I guess we're meant to believe that before season one Amy and Ashley just like never hung out together they never talked about anything I like mean, hey that's how it that's how it be sometimes it's like we never it's talked. season five and we never have been told that Amy and Ashley were never close I mean you like, say that's we've fine never if been that's told. what the dynamic is supposed to be it's just they didn't establish that at all I don't believe it I don't buy it. Yeah. Anyway, so Kathy says, like, uh, oh, well, I, I feel like we had kind of a sisterly moment uh, earlier when, because I was the first person who saw your wedding dress that you just bought. And Amy's like, yeah, and you didn't even laugh. And then Kathy says, uh, here in California, I have friends who will support me at school now that I'm known at school as a teen mom. But in Texas... I won't have anyone to support me. And Amy's like, well, you should tell your parents that, and and maybe they'll let you stay. And then Amy says, Kathy, I'm going to miss you. And Kathy says, I'll miss you too. And then they hug. And it was actually it was actually a nice scene. That was nice. Uh, but now we get a scene. I, I gave most... this scene my cool teen moment and noted that it was surely all downhill from here. No, there's some good moments later. Just kidding. So Ethan has is on. There was, he's there was one good moment later, as I Ethan recall. Ethan is regular. He's normal. He's He's perfectly fine. Yeah. He just walks into Ricky's apartment and uh <laughs> without telling Ricky that he was on his way. And Ricky I feel like there's something about Ricky and Ethan where that makes Ricky's dialogue very expositional. Well, yeah, like, he's it's to like be when like... they first met in the show and Ricky was like, Don't you remember when you refresh moved my... out? Because refresh <laughs> yeah, refresh my memory. My memory. On what happened. Yeah, so Ethan walks in to Ricky's apartment without knocking, and then Ricky says what are you doing here? I told you on the phone that you should just tell me what you wanted over the phone because I have to study and Amy is out right now and John is with her. Yeah. So Ethan is like normal. Yeah, well, he's normal. And Ethan's problem is that he wants to go with Kathy to Texas to plead his case on letting Kathy stay, which I'm sure is going right. to work out. I should say, yeah. <laughs> I should say on a normal show, I would be sure that this wouldn't work out on this show. I don't know. I think yeah, you might so Ricky, get a scene next episode where, where Ethan pleads his case and then they decide to let him marry Kathy. <laughs> oh, God. So Ricky is like, well, if if you're going to talk to them, like, because Ethan, Ethan's like, you got it. You got to help me come up with a reason uh, that I can give them that she should stay here. And Ricky's like, well, why don't you just tell them the truth and like tell them how you feel and make it come from the heart or Mr. whatever. Mr. and Mrs. Kathy. You gotta understand how horny I am for for you, you your don't daughter. understand your daughter. It's, she she was pregnant. Intrigues me. She intrigues me. She looks great from behind. Have you ever seen her from <laughs> from behind? She intrigues so, me. Yeah. So Ethan's just like, well, I can't just tell them how I feel because that's not a good reason. And you're right. Ethan it says, isn't a good reason. Ethan asks Ricky. He's like, so if here we love to put you in weird parental situations to sometimes other people. the parent has to become the parent. If you were my parent, would you let me go? And Ricky's like, I don't know, maybe. And then we get a smash cut to Ricky uh, uh, to Ethan talking to Margaret and Shaker, and he says, Ricky said he would let me go if he was my parent. 
Is that supposed and to be? Yeah. Then Margaret and Sanjay. Start I, I think that you have the. I I also wrote down. Was that supposed to be comedy? Yeah, I re- this was about. So I I lost my glasses. So I uh-huh. had. Oh, trouble. that's oh, that's right. I forgot you're reading my notes. No, no, but I also wrote that down. Was that like a, a funny like Arrested Development or It's Always Sunny joke? Right. Like it, it felt like it was just a bad editing moment, but I I really couldn't tell. But hey, apparently it well, would have been funnier if there was a star wipe. Oh man. So Margaret says, uh, Ricky's not your parents. Uh, we are, and this is a terrible idea. And then Shaker's like, well, let me, let me and Margaret talk about it and, and we'll see how we feel. And Ethan's like, all right, I'll take it. And he leaves the room. Okay. This is Shaker under, Shaker under no circumstance do you ever have to hand it to Ethan. I gotta say, I don't know what Shaker's character is. He's He's been on the show since the beginning, and I have no... I just, like, can't get a read on him. He talked to George one time and offered him a cup of tea, and George said, like, Hey, I've never had tea before. Nice. And I don't even remember what he said, but I feel like he was normal back then. But now he's, like, he's just, like, well... You gotta hand it to Ethan. He's that kid's in love, and I think we should book him a plane ticket to to uh to Texas and let him plead his case to Kathy's parents, and then stay yeah, at he's her like, house. And he's like, and, he's like, and don't tell me the statistics on how many teen mothers get pregnant a second time because that won't happen. Because I'm sure you're, it won't. Because you're not Alice, right? Only Alice and, knows statistics. Yeah, and Margaret's like, it's none of our business. We shouldn't interfere with what Kathy's parents want for her. And Shaker says. No, we shouldn't. But maybe Ethan should. <laughs> no, Shaker. But Why what would if you... he should? Why do you trust Ethan at all? That well, he's very cause... trustworthy. Well, that's because, like, Margaret even says, like, oh, but, you know, I can't trust Ethan and not just jet set his way across the country. Right, and... That that's part of how he convinced her. He's like, wouldn't it be better if we buy him plane tickets so he doesn't end up stealing something to sell it for plane ticket money? I want like, to say to you. I want to say to you, Shaker, that if you're in a position where these are the decisions that you have to make, something has already gone horribly wrong. Yeah. Do you ever think about how Shaker's name is actually Sanjay, and his, they just call him Shaker for no reason? I thought it was because his last name is Shaker, and they retconned that in. Yep. I love to be called my last name. Yeah. So Shaker says uh, this. This could be to Ethan's benefit, and maybe even Kathy's benefit somehow. That's, and Margaret says, we well, know. all right. And then Ethan, funny, runs back into the room because he was listening the whole time. And he's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Can I have money for plane tickets now, right now, Shaker please? must not have ever met or heard of Ben, which is weird because every adult knows every kid on this show. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So we go back to the Underwood Jurgens apartment. Amy oh. returns home. And this part pissed me off so i i am mad at ricky again dude uh well he had a great run last episode when he was in the christmas spirit even though he's jewish yeah that was great so ricky's like hey how'd it go with kathy and then he immediately looks back down at his at his studying and stops listening and she's she fills him in she's like oh kathy's gonna go home and she doesn't really want to but blah 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 and Ricky is just completely ignoring her. And then when she stops talking, he looks back up and just talks about his own day. And uh, and then at the end of his uh, story, he's like, anyway, I really need to study. And he looks back down and Amy's like, okay, but since you've stopped for the moment, and he just goes, moment's over. Okay, so Amy bought something today. 
Which we already know an asshole. He's a shit. She bought something, and Ricky immediately says, if it's over $100, we already agreed to talk about it. We don't have the money for purchases right now. Yeah, and she says, oh, well, it's not. And he says, great, we don't have to talk about it. And he looks back down at his books. Quick reminder that Ricky is living rent-free and has his own car that's paid for, and uh, Leo gave him, like, an envelope with $10,000 or so in it. Yeah, so Amy Amy gets upset and she starts to Oh, leave and he's her going room. to college for free too. That's fun. Yeah. Uh and Ricky is like, "Okay, what is it?" And she's like, "Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't let you see it until we get married." It's and bad then Ricky's luck. like, "Oh, so we're getting married now?" Oh my fucking god, Ricky. She's like, "Yes, we agreed we were going to get married on the 4th of July." Oh, that's still happening. Mhm. And Ricky's like, "Yeah, so you keep saying so Amy has a wedding, Has she bought a wedding dress, mm-hmm. and Ricky Ricky's like, I want to see it, because I want to be a shit about it, and then Amy's yeah, and like- and then we, we get another funny smash cut, so I think that was Lindsley Parsons III trying to do funny. She's a master of cinematography. Because Ricky, Ricky's like smiling with excitement, and then, and then we get a close-up on Amy smiling with excitement, and then we get a smash cut to Ricky grimacing with hate it, well, and then it shows- it shows Amy's dress, and it's it's very old, and it's it's kind of falling apart, and it's a little dirty. It's got a torn shoulder. Yeah, and Amy's like, oh, I got this at a thrift store for $25. I'm going to have it fixed up and, and cleaned and before the wedding. In. Yeah. she She's like, I, I saw it, I was immediately in love with it, and, and it's... It's, a, it's, it's an extremely fancy label. Right, she says it's it's from a famous designer named Haradara... And Ricky's like, Amy, I don't know anything about wedding dresses, but I can tell you this one is bad. I like this because they get into this argument about, like, you said you wanted nothing to do with planning the wedding in the first place, but now right. all of a sudden I have this wedding dress and you're being awful and being and controlling about it. I'll say one thing. The wedding dress itself is fine. Like, I, I, I don't it mind it. I think it. that... I think if there's it was, a, the the if arms kind of look weird. If it was cleaned and and uh, stitched Restored. up, I think that it looks like a very a very Amy wedding dress. It's it's a little hippie. It's a little it's thrifty. Got, it's got the it's got the it's kind of like if a wedding dress was made of scarves. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, and yeah, that that's what Amy says. She's like she's like. Uh, Trust me, like once it gets cleaned up and fixed, it'll it'll be great. And she says, "Reuse, recycle. It's totally me." And he says, "I like that. That's he nice." He says, "No, it's not. I love you, Amy, but I hate that dress. I don't want you wearing someone else's dress. We'll buy you a brand new one." And then she says, "Well, I don't I don't want a brand new one because that would be such a waste of money." And That's Ricky a waste says, of "Money." Yeah, I don't care that it was only twenty five dollars. You wasted twenty five dollars. Because you can't be serious about wearing that. Ricky is such an I hate my wife guy. Ooh, even I hate he's... my wife. Have we even done that before? Yes, all the time. Okay. Even though Constantly. they're not even married, he's already like, oh, the old ball and chain. He's like one yeah. of those dudes. And they haven't yeah. even gotten married yet. So, so basically Ri- what he says is he's like, don't for- forget it. Like, don't don't listen to my opinion. Show it to your friends, show it to our moms, they're gonna tell you the same thing that I'm saying. And Amy's like... She doesn't care what they think, she wants to alter this one and and make it her own thing. Right, she says, I love this dress. And Ricky says, no you don't, you're just trying to start an argument, that dress is a joke. 
And he Man. says, you're just, you're just doing whatever you can to get out of this wedding by starting a fight so you can blame me for everything falling apart. And then she says, why do you think I don't want to get married? And he says, because you bought that dress. Do you think I'm Ricky... going for a walk. Oh, man, he's a real professional. Remember when Amy would go to her parents' house whenever Ricky was being shitty and he was like, And he would tell her that she was away. being, yeah, you're, you're, you're being childish, you're running away from our I'm problems. I'm going for a walk, I need to be alone. Yeah, so Amy, Ricky, like, grabs think... something off the bookshelf and she's gonna, like, throw it, but then she, like, restrains herself and she looks at what it is. It's a World Series ring. It's one of Ricky's old baseball trophies from when he was a baseball prodigy because he's so amazing. When he got a no-hit season. Who, at this point, I want you to psychoanalyze this relationship. Uh Who in this relationship- Oh, it's bad. Okay, done. No, no, no. Do you you think Amy wants to get married? Like, not you. Do you want Amy to get married? Do you think Amy herself wants to go through with a marriage and be with Ricky forever? Yes. Do you think Ricky wants to be with Amy and get married and be with her forever? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. That makes because what I what I think I think Amy wants to be with I think Amy wants to be with Ricky. I don't think Ricky likes Amy at all. Here's here's my thing. I don't I don't think that he likes her, but I think that he thinks that he does. I think that that Ricky thinks that it's the right thing to do with to be with Amy, so he can raise John and look like the good guy. Right. Here's what my read on this is. I think that Amy wants to marry Ricky, and Ricky wants to marry Amy, but Ricky, and I'm getting a little psychology here, but- That's what I asked you to do, so. Right, but, like, if if I didn't- if this was, like, reality, what my read of this would be is Ricky is reading into everything Amy does as a reason that she doesn't want to marry him because he's projecting, because he doesn't really want to marry her. And I think the only reason that Ricky- I like to think the only reason Ricky wants to marry Amy is because he wants to be the perfect ideal man. Right, it's, thinks, it's because he's trying to prove something to he himself to and like, everyone else. Yeah, he wants to be like a wife guy who always has a loving wife that he always talks about. Right, he's because he has low self-esteem person. and he wants to be able to go like, yeah, I, I was in a bad spot, but I did the right thing, I... I'm raising my son, and I married the mother of my child. I'm yelling at my love. wife every day. She makes the shittiest spaghetti, and I hate her. Oh, right. she's she, so cute. I hate her so much, but I put up with her because that's the right thing to do. That's what I think Ricky's thinking. Yeah. Man, that's grim. These are teenagers. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Amy genuinely loves Ricky because he's perfect. Because he's perfect, and he's the greatest baseball player, and he's a he's the valedictorian, even though it should have been Adrian. So God, it should have been Adrian. George is the Amy showing off her dress, and George laughs, and he's like, "Hey, hey love the price, great savings." He and he doesn't he doesn't like laugh at it. No, but he's just like, "I love it, great price." And then right, and she, she's showing her parents and also Willadine and and George. This is also the first time Amy has met Willadine, but presumably they've already met because we didn't because like mid season break, and it's not like, "Hi, I'm Willadine." Willadine so, was actually in the room when Amy arrived. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So thanks, Brenda, for off-cameraing. The no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, when Amy arrived at her mom's house, when her mom was first talking to Willadine, they met. Oh, oh, did yeah. they? Yeah, they did. Anyway, so George, George says that he supports Amy's choice of dress because it's cheap. Uh, Great. And then Anne, I recycle furniture. No, she's. Do you say exposits? 
She expositions. She talks about she's talked about this before. No, I know. I'm just I'm just saying it's it's like it's like reminder text. I run she's a furniture like, business that sells Amy, recycled I furniture. I run a furniture business. Yeah, like there's no reason that she would be telling Amy this. You know my job. You know me. I'm Ann Jurgens. Nice to meet you. She shakes her hand. Um, right. But by the way, I hate your dress and I hate you because right. this is, is the, like I love on. recycling, but I hate that dress. And then she asks Willadine what she thinks, and Willadine's like, I, I agree with George. I think that it's awesome that Amy's taking a $25 dress and fixing it up and making it her own. I love that. And then that. Anne's like, I Anne's love like that, oh, forget it. I don't care what you think anymore, and Willadine, because you don't agree with me. I think, I once again, every time they, they like remind you, like, that's so Amy. That's what she would love to do. It really that's is. Her thing. It's so perfect for Amy. Like, I, yeah, I agree. You look I, at the I'm dress, all for it. I think you it's look great. at the dress in its nascent state and its default form. It's a bad wedding dress, like as is, because it's all dirty and it needs work. Right. If but she she's wore a put, dirty, torn like, up wedding, she's dress. expressing. She's expressing to all her fa- friends, and she even says this later that she's like, "I'm showing you it now, so you can see how good it looks after it gets all fixed up." And everyone's right. still like, "Fuck this wedding dress," and "Fuck you, Amy," because you have terrible taste. And it's like. You don't get it. You don't fucking get it. She's not going to wear this shit. Amy is correctly recognizing that she lives in a goddamn society and there's no, there's no legitimate reason. There's no reason why she needs a brand new. Right. To blow a ton of money that you don't have on on a dress you'll wear one time. Brand new wedding dress that you're going to wear at your one wedding. Like you're sorry at your wedding that you're never going to have because you're going to break up with your boyfriend before it happens. But yeah, like I, I think that Amy's making a great choice. I support no, her so I love much. It. This and, is great. I wish the, she wasn't a homophobe earlier, but like she's living her best life now that she isn't a homophobe anymore. I hate, I hate that Anne is the one who has a problem with it because I don't think I think that it would that it would make sense for Anne to support it because Anne's whole because like why didn't okay Brenda Brenda turn on your DMs I'm I'm coming in hey Amy. You know me. My job is to turn things, you know, old furniture into to new furniture to sell it. So I fully am in support, and I'd love to help you with. But this when project. it comes to your wedding, I do think that you should waste a ton of money and buy a new dress. What? And the fact that you're trying to recycle is shameful. It would have been so cute if Anne was like, "Amy, this is a great idea. I'd love to help you with this." Right, but to Brenda, the the desire to shit on Amy. <laughs> outweighed the desire to have the characters be in Amy, character. I want to show you something. It's a, it's my new Tumblr. I took a page out of my mom's book. It's called fuckmydaughter2.0.tumblr.com. <laughs> this will so, be my first post. So then Amy, Amy goes, goes to change, and <sighs> Anne goes with her, and then George springs into action. And I forgot like, in this scene that George has been like, let's get married with Kathleen. Uh-huh. Because yep. he... Because the first thing, he's just turning on his, his fucking Frank Reynolds drop a Magnum condom moves, and he's Turn just on like... The, he turns on the charm. He turns he tur- his swag on. You say charm. I say, like, grease. He dirt. turns on his balls. He turns on his, his dick, and he says, like, he's like... <laughs> he First of all, first he asks if, if uh, why Nora is upset about um, Willadine no, 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 dating. No, 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 no. Yeah. George huh? tells Willadine... Oh, that Nora says, hey. is upset. Nora is upset that you're dating Anne, and Willadine says, well, why would she be upset? Because she forgot that Nora told her exactly why she was upset. But then George ago. is going to do the thing he loves, which is creating relationships where no relationship exists, where he says, well, maybe she's in love with Anne. Or she's in love with you. Or the reason that she already told you. Or the reason she already that. said. But you know what? You know how he does. He did this with his own wife, and, and uh, it turned her gay somehow, so. Yeah, so here's a quote. 
George says, Personally, I'd say you're the better catch. And being so new to gay and all. Man, this show really has a problem with gay people. Yeah, so George uh, George tells Willadine, he's like, Trust me, I'm very astute. And I'm astuting that you're attracted to me. Oh to which Willadine God. replies, Wow, and is right. You really are stupid. You really think a gay woman would sleep with you just because you'd get a kick out of it? And he funny replies, Huh. A gay woman slept with me for years just because I got a kick out of it. And then Willadine's like, ha ha ha, you're, you're funny. You're so funny. Let's have sex. Just kidding. Yeah, um, so Anne, Anne walks, walks in, back Anne in. walks in and says, oh, I fucking knew this would happen. He always does this, even though I'm gonna, I, I wish she had told Kathleen. That would have been pretty fun. But no, she's not gonna do that. Yeah, that it would, would be, it would be pretty cool if we, uh, if cared at all about the fact that George is in a relationship and actively hitting on his ex-wife's girlfriend. But everyone's just like, haha, oh, George, oh, you're such a, a funny TV dad. I thought that over the mid-season break, uh, Brenda kind of forgot about it, but then we see them together later in the episode. So, no, it's just that George is a dirtbag. Yep, what else is new? Um, uh, oh, and then so- Anne talks about how David texted her um, and said he ran into George. And she's like, why didn't you tell me that you saw David? Yeah, and um, he's like, well, I, I saw him and he was with his daughters, and I was like, uh-oh. He was so, with his two daughters, Sakura and Hinata. Good. So yeah. <laughs> so Anne explains to George, she's like, well, George. Wait, wait, if- wait, 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 wait. Don't worry, George, because even if David can have children, we had Sorry, sex why would like they three, be Sakura three months and before Boruto was born. So it doesn't really make sense timeline-wise. If that, David, um, if you're implying that David would be Naruto, then his daughters would not be named Sakura and Hinata. I was just thinking Naruto characters. Well, you fucked up. He's, his so, daughter's named Lady Sun- Lady Sonata. <laughs> There's too too many characters named that. So uh, Anne is like, well, if if David can have kids, then he might be Roboruto's dad after all. And then George no, is it can't upset. happen. Can't happen. And George is like. And I've been Riboruto's father for two years. David hasn't. It it doesn't matter who who the biological father is. Like I I've been raising that boy. That's my I son. To, I hate to agree with George ever, but I agree with George in this moment. He's and right. And Anne is upset what the fuck by is, that. For some what the reason. fuck is David gonna do if he's like, well, guess you my cum made you, so I guess that I'm your daddy now. I feel conflicted about what David's doing, but we'll talk about that later. So. But it's uh, weird that Anne would be on David's side in this. Yeah, I don't really understand that. Which so is weird because she isn't Willadine. on David's side later. Oh, yeah. Nora uh, finds Willadine in a mysterious bedroom, and, and she walks in and she says, Whose bedroom was this? This looks like it used to be a garage, but nobody's Well, do you know what's really funny here. about uh, this scene is that you can actually see in the background, uh, there's a picture of uh, Ashley and Amy together, which is really weird because Amy never had a sister and they were never close. No, they close. were never really close. I don't, I don't think Amy <laughs> but, and remembers her. Ashley had a picture of Amy and her on her bedside table yeah so, so when nora starts interrogating willadine she's like she's like oh are you whatever blah 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 with Anne, and willadine's like why are you being so protective do of you Anne? like her do you like her because the adults all talk like teenagers do you like like her with I'm, a cherry I'm like on top eight years old do you do, do, you, do you like, like her? her here i pu- pull out this fortune teller let's find out <laughs> what's your favorite bubblegum bubblegum a-n-n-e i just dude george has the power to make women like other women yep it whether it be a woman who who for the entire show is straight 
or to make another one. So, yeah. So, so do you think that George is right and Nora is in love with either Anne or Willadine? I mean, I think I don't think that she was before he said it happened. Oh, but okay. I think she, you, I think she you is. Think that I that's think, where this storyline is going to go because he made it true by being I think, George. I and think saying he, it. As they say on this show, the power of suggestion is his literal magic his, like, it. stand or You're something. You're right, and I hate it. So like, Anne, <laughs> Anne walks in, and she says, hey, uh, it's time to get going back to Palm Springs. And Willadine's like, oh, okay, I'll drive. And then Nora sits down and gets a call from Ricky. And he says, hey, did Amy show you her dress? Showed you his hideous dress, my horrible wife who I hate. And then yeah, and Nora says, no, like, she didn't. And Ricky says... Well, we got in a fight about it, and then when I got home from my anger walk, I apologized, but Amy was still mad for some reason. I and wonder she why. she left me with John, and I've got a big placement test tomorrow. What are you getting placed for, Ricky? I'm getting put uh, into advanced... I'm putting getting put into advanced Mandarin because I've always spoken it fluently, and I don't want to... My perfect language skills... Well, he's I'm, he's taking uh like baseball super advanced level Hebrew, and obviously he has he a lot of Hebrew. Sp- oh, he already spoke because that. yeah, because he's, he's also taking baseball one hundred one. Even though he's basically invented the sport, he basically ha-ha. basically. So uh, Ricky hangs up, and then he looks at the kitchen table, and he sees his baseball trophy, and then he makes some kind of emotion face, and I couldn't tell what it was. He, he, so he let's kisses just move it. On. You didn't notice he, the part where he kisses it. He kissed it and he put it in his dick. So Grace and Jack <laughs> in? are in the guest sure. house. And, oh, well, this will uh, be a fun... This is interesting. Jack this will be funny. I like this because Jack is two of two minds now. One is like, Jack is like, we only we have we have one life. Every minute counts. Uh, I can't waste any time. And on the other hand is, uh, Christ is good. God is good. We're all going to heaven. Um, <laughs> I'm a man of yeah. faith. It's very interesting what, contrast. What Jack is saying here is actually, like, fucking brutal, because he's like, because <laughs> Grace is like, oh, I, I'm so excited to see Amy's wedding dress. And Jack is like, Jack is like, oh, I'm not, I'm not really excited about this. Like, every minute counts. Life is precious. And this could be a waste of time, which is like, I Look. feel like when, what, what the normal thing to, to feel when you're like, Oh, life is precious. I had a near death experience, and now I feel like every minute is so important. And you gotta, you gotta spend, spend it with your the time people with you, people you love, with the people you care about. And you know, Amy, you just didn't I make just, the cut. You know, <laughs> I've decided that spending time with you, Amy, is a waste it's of not my precious it. time on Earth. I'm and surprised I no that longer Jack see any reason to ever spend any time with you. I'm Goodbye. genuinely surprised that Jack isn't like every minute is precious, and that's why you gotta have sex with me, Grace. I think that's kind of what he's feeling, even though he doesn't say it. That's what. Anyways, I Amy walks out of the room in her dress, and uh, <laughs> oh man, check this line out from Jack. He's like, "I thought you were gonna show us your wedding dress, not put it's on not a big, that bad, Jack. not put on a." Big bag of trash, Amy. It's not bad to the point that you wouldn't even realize it was the dress. It's very oh, yeah, clearly he says a old... very weird line, which is, are you sure it's not just part of a burka or something? You know. What does that mean, part of a burka? Part of a burka. One, one it's like a, a lacy wedding dress. One eighth of a burka. It's 50% of a burka if you fill in the lace. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did I say burka? I meant mech suit. <laughs> I was completely what off What is the that, mark. Amy? Is that part of a, a fucking gigantic... Wow. 
Amy, are you going to space? That's awesome. Nice astronaut what suit. It, anyways, Jack tells Amy that marriage is a commitment by God and that God ha- is a total fashionista and he would tell you that that wedding dress has got to go. Yeah, he he says he says marriage is a union by God and you need to honor that commitment and I guess that this dress is a an this act is a of satanic, sin against God. This is a, this God this dress is sacrilegious because it's so this is ugly. like a slap in the face of Jesus that you're wearing. You might this as well be you might as you would actually be better off if you were totally nude when you were getting married. God would like that more. And then he says. Uh, Amy, do you want to spend the precious moments of your life, nay, our lives, in that dress? Let's get married, Amy. What does that mean? Um, Grace, like, pretends that she she's like, oh, that dress is great. And yeah, then she's Amy's like, oh, like, it's it's really nice, Amy. It's you, and it's great that you're saving money. Oh, and then I'm, Amy, glad that Grace, I'm glad that Grace agrees with what we were thinking. Yeah, and then, and then Amy Grace, goes to change back into her clothes, and then the second she leaves the room, Grace is like, oh my god, it's so bad. It's oh such a horrible, horrible And then Jack, Jack's like, dress. that dress. Jack, Jack's like, wow, that dress looks fucking hideous. I hate it. And then he says, he says something about like, wow, look at me, gossiping, whispering. I'm turning into a girl. Yeah, he you says know, he's been. He says he's been whispered? turning into a girl since he spent so much time like inside with Grace since he's kind. Of I just came like out of his that coma. one of his citations of turning into a girl, quote unquote, is that he whispers. Well, boys don't whisper. He, so doesn't he Grace, do football? Doesn't he do football huddles? Don't they like talk quietly in football? All right, no, they, do the, they do the huddle and they talk about uh, oh, they're tight bodies. They're tight bodies. We're gonna do a uh, that's an episode one blue, callback. Blue forty eight. Um, and then the guy's like, "Oh, I think I know exactly what the strategy is." Okay, we're gonna. Sorry, I, I know this is very effeminate. Right, what I'm doing right now, but uh, here's our football strategy. No, no homo, but I'm gonna whisper. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to no homo in the next. Scene. Oh right. So Grace right. texts Adrian about the horrible dress, and then she yells to Amy. She's like, "Hey, Amy, you should go show Adrian your dress." She Why? says she's dying to see Why it, which is so mean? so mean. Why? So, um, Amy goes to show it to to. This is okay. I like I for the first time in my life. I know. <laughs> Omar yep. is if he has one misstep, but he's good. I mostly scene. like him in this scene. So Adrian's sitting there on the couch with Omar, and she's like, "She's like, oh my god, I can't wait." Grace says that it's hideous, and Amy Once walks I'm friends out. with someone, that's it. We're friends for life. I can't wait to see her fucking hideous. Yeah, dress. I hate her so much. Bitch. Amy walks out in her wedding dress, and Omar goes, "Oh wow!" And Amy's like, "You guys just don't get it." And Omar says, "He's like, no, I wasn't saying, I wasn't saying it's bad. I was just saying, isn't that?" And then Adrian interrupts, and she's like, "Amy." I told you, you should just wear my dress. And Omar's like, hey, you remember that you were pregnant when you wore that dress? And, it and also you were Amy, marrying and Amy's also ex. And you were marrying her ex. <laughs> and then Amy's like, Amy's like, listen, I don't want to wear your dress. I want to wear this dress. I'm showing it to everyone now because they're going to be blown away when they see it at the wedding all fixed God, up. And Amy, Omar's I'm like, just, I'm very happy for Amy's decision. That's a Me great too, idea. except the part where she's marrying Ricky. But well, Omar's, no, like, <laughs> Omar's like, well, what I was going to say is, isn't that a Haradara? And he says, uh, because his mom, like, officiates weddings, he's helped out at a lot of weddings. So he recognizes dresses, and that's a great dress. And he says, like, wow, this is going to be a great story to tell. Yeah, but uh, but he first he says... Oh, oh, no homo. He, he turns to Adrian, and he's like, and by the way, recognizing a wedding dress designer doesn't make me gay. Oh, Mar- and no then Adrian ever- says... I'm so, she's like, I'm so I, done. She's like, I, I didn't say it makes you gay. 
I just can't believe that you know the name of a wedding dress designer, but you don't know that your furniture is bad. His furniture looks fucking fine. It looks fine, and he they says... They have an argument about furniture because every teenage couple on this show is 48 and, like, getting a divorce. Yeah, and then he's, yeah, he says, uh, I like my furniture, it's comfortable, I, I got this couch at a thrift store last year, and I, I don't want to throw it out, and then Amy's like, oh, I got this dress at a thrift store too, and then and then Omar says, "You got a horadara at a thrift store?" And she says, "Yeah." And Omar goes, "No way!" I love it. And that's and then he he legitimately. Says, like, I thought that his delivery of that line was very good, and it's says, the only wow, time I've ever liked Omar. This place is crazy good. That dress is crazy cool. This is crazy he tell, good. He tells Amy that uh, that it'll make a great story for when she when she grows up, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, and he says it's like, really admirable that you and Ricky are doing this. And he's he's very supportive of Amy, and it was nice, and I actually liked him in this scene, which will never happen again. He says, and then, yeah, oh man, oh no. Amy goes to change, uh-huh. and then Adrian has a brain blast and says, I think you're right, she is doing the, ad- the admirable thing, and now she's stuck. <laughs> Can I say this, please? Uh-huh. So, Adrian. Well, here, let me, let me set you up. Okay. Because Adrian does her psychology, she says... I think that Amy regrets marrying Ricky, and that's why she doesn't want to spend money on a dress. Something is wrong. Very wrong. That dress reflects her feelings about marrying Ricky. I should say that that when you say psychology, uh, Omar says that she's ta- she's yeah. taking freshman psychology, and she's taking it too seriously. Too seriously. To which Adrian replies... She says, you say haradara, I say harikari. <laughs> she's on a suicide mission. She wants out. So... I love this because not only did she do like she like ate, Francia Raisa went really hard on like harikari, but she said right, like Brenda, she, she pronounced Brenda it as had, it would be pronounced if that was the word. Thanks, Brenda. And how is it actually pronounced? Harakiri. Yeah, which is like worse, by the way, because that's closer to Haradara. It's funny. It's because great. Haradara, for the record, doesn't exist. No. If you were gonna try to set up that joke, why didn't you? <sighs> Yeah, they could have just called it like that's a that's a bepuku dress. Yeah, you then, say bepuku, yeah. I play sepu. I say I yeah, say anyway. sepuka. So uh, we then get a very brief scene uh, where Adrian uh, in Adrian's room, Amy sends Ben a picture of the dress, and then he gets it in his room, and then he laughs at his phone, and then he grimaces at the ugly dress that he hates because it's bad, and everybody hates Amy. Kathy is talking to Ethan, and Ethan is begging her. So, so like, this is funny because for the first time, like, for the first time in a while, Kathy is being reasonable. Uh huh. Where, where even though Ethan has permission to uh, fucking stow away in Kathy's luggage, permission from his parents, from his parents, Kathy's like, uh, no, that's not happening. I don't want you to come over. I don't want you to meet my parents. They're never going to agree to let me stay. That's against their wishes. They already don't like you. They already think you're a creep. They already yeah. know how much um, birthing videos you birthing video compilations. <laughs> how much seen. they intrigue you. <laughs> right. Very so basically, basically, she says like it's not going to happen. It's not going to work out. So please, this is already hard enough. Just, just stop pushing. Just let's just let it. I have, end I have a question. I have a here. question. I have a question for you. Have you ever had a friend in your life? And no. I'm not trying to say this as a as an owner a dunk. Yes, I, I have. I have had. You, have you had? So what did you? Do you you would say that friends in an ideal situation, an ideal well, gas I would, laws. I would actually my philosophy on friendship is pretty pretty cleanly summed up by Ethan right here. So if I can quote, um, 
friends sing together stay together for life and get married and have children friends sing together la 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 la. friends laugh together ha 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 friends get married and have kids together ding dong Uh, ding uh, dong uh, ethan i i hate to break it to you i don't think that's normally part of the uh, agreement no Um, i don't think so so kathy's just like ethan please leave you're you're very sweet i'm gonna pretend even though you're not uh but i don't even know if i want to get married or have children at all in my life so let's just goodbye say good night and I'll, I'll head home to Texas, and I'll talk to you when I get home. And then I I was actually surprised. Ethan does just go like, okay, okay. good night and goodbye. Well, you know which, that's because he's already planning some stuff. Uh, he's he's in between he's, plans. Anyway, well, he's, so Amy he knows comes he's home gonna, to Ricky, yeah. uh, he's, laying he's awake in couch, couch um, just and staring at the kitchen. Amy lies, but it's a good lie where she because it's a lie that owns Ricky. For, for like, anyone who doesn't know the the layout of their house, he is staring away from her and refusing to look at her. For the record, well, he's looking at John in his adorable costume just off camera. Yeah, t posing in his costume, which he's really angry about because he hates when John wears a costume. Yeah, so um, Amy's like, "Hey, Ricky, you've been everyone. outvoted. Everyone likes the dress, so fuck you." And then she goes off camera to put on pajamas. Ricky, fucking. Gets his favorite snuggly trophy from pulls the it table. Out of his dick. He pulls it out of his butthole and he he hugs it and cuddles it because it's a sign of his his. Is it man? That's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. No, he's just putting it in bed. So Amy it's will it's fight? just weird. He's just putting it in. He's putting it in his inventory. He's adding <laughs> it to his held items. Well, he puts it in the bed, and I'm just thinking, like, if you fall asleep with that there, you're going to roll over onto it and be Right, well, that's that's the thing, is we don't know why he's doing this yet. He just gets out of bed, grabs the trophy, and is puts he it doing in bed it? with him. Is he doing it so Amy will see it? No, 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 no. He's, he's, he's bringing it into bed so that he can confront her like a little baby. But why would he confront her about a thing that he, is his? Well, we're about to get to that. So Amy gets in the bed and lays on a sharp metal object and is like, ow! No, it's on Ricky's side of the bed. She's like, why is this all warm and sticky? <laughs> Jesus. Amy gets in bed and says goodnight, and then Ricky rolls over to face her, and he just grabs the trophy and puts it in front of her face. Doesn't and says, it look just like me? <laughs> and he says, if you had a problem with this, why didn't you just say so? Well, guess you gave him the trophy. It turns out that number what one, happened... Number Christmas episode deleted scene. This is so weird. So Apparently, this was a, a trophy that he left at the foster home where he lived with Clementine. He left it behind when he moved out. And she kept it for like 10 years. Can I tell you something? We were really vouching for Clementine... I think she's in love with Ricky. No, I think she's got Ben disease. How how so? This is not a normal thing that a normal person would do. But you do think that she's in love with Ricky. I mean, I think she's in love with Ricky, but I think she's in love with Ricky in a Ben way where where she was in love with Ricky. She's in love with Ricky in a creepy, broken way. When she was in love with Ricky when she was like 10 years old and has never let go of the hopes that she would meet him again. Which frankly is worse than anything Ben's done. (laughs) I mean... The difference, I would say the difference is that, that Ben is older and more mature, but like Clementine is grown up and she never saw Ricky for, let's say over 12 years. Cause she's in college and I think they were like 10 and 11 or so. Right. And she's held on to this hope for her entire life for it's over. It's really weird. It's not great. It's really it's- weird that she's kept this trophy. And she so- gave it to him as a Christmas present. Yeah. So Amy is like, 
it's fine, Ricky. I'm not angry about it anymore. So good night. And Ricky says, okay. And if I'm angry at you, I'm supposed to just leave it alone and say good night. I'm, I'm freaking pissed at you. And then Amy rolls over to look at him and she gets it so close, dude. I, mm, I just wanted to like, go apeshit. She's like about to go apeshit. She almost gives him a TV tropes reason you suck speech. She's like, Ricky, you insulted me and my choice in bridal gowns. You doubt my commitment to wanting to get married to you. And then I find a gift from a childhood friend, which probably means that you're the one who has doubts about marrying me, but I'm letting it go. No. So whatever you're angry about, no. just let it go. And I'm like, no, Amy, you were so close. You're about oh, to go apeshit. Amy, but has, Amy has centrism like, disease. Amy has centrism right. disease. The ending was, let's just swallow our anger let's and Let's be civil on. and let's let this manifest into actual s- serpents. Right. Oh, Amy, so Ricky, you were so close. Ricky, oh, man. Don't you just want to go apeshit? Ricky's, Please go apeshit, Amy. Ricky forgets that they're not married again when he says, you're my wife. I love yeah. my wife. Ah! And you're the mother of my child. Yeah, he and says, then, I don't care about Clementine the way I care about you. Not until the and season she says, finale when she I says, tell says, Clementine how much I love You keep forgetting, Ricky, her. that I'm not actually your wife yet. And he says, Amy, if you're not going through with this wedding, I want to know now. And I, Ricky, fuck you, dude. Again, like, he takes that from everything she says, and like, look, I bought this wedding dress for when we get married. Ricky, I know you keep saying I'm your wife, but we're not married yet. That's why we're getting married. Uh, right, like, it sounds, July. it seems really clear to me that Amy does want to marry Ricky, and the fact that he takes that from everything she says, to me, implies that he's the one who secretly doesn't want to get married. He's projecting his feelings onto her, because he doesn't know how to confront those feelings. Except that's not the case. He does want to get married, and she also wants to get married, but we well, this is a sweet. This drama. is a sweet Raimi. This is a sweet Raimi moment for the fans. So you know, turn on your your waterworks. This is so cute. You're gonna squee. So um, Amy tells Ricky that she's like, I was so excited when I saw that dress. I saw myself marrying you and making a commitment so we'd be together forever because I love you. And then Ricky, and Ricky says, I love hearing you say that. Aww. I just wish I believed it. Aww. OTP. OTP. They're so this, fucking this cute is together. What, this is what is another another moment where I'm like, Amy, you're so close. Which is, she's like, okay, Ricky, clearly this is your problem, not mine. Good night. And I'm like, no, Amy, like, there's two, there's two ways to go with that, I would say. Clearly this is your problem. I'm fucking done. Bye. Or, clearly this is your problem. Let's... Let's figure this out. We need to, like, see a therapist or something. But Man. instead, Amy's like, clearly this is your problem. Good luck. Anyways, we now get a scene. Oh, anyway, we get a scene with uh, Chloe and Ben. Um, yeah, we sure do. Oh, man. Uh, so she, like, comes into Ben's room. He's got Without his shoes knocking, on. which is a terrible he's, idea. He's wearing his steel-toed bed boots. And, uh, <laughs> and she's like, I can't. Oh, man, Brenda. Are you excited for it to be bad? Oh, she says, um, I can only sleep during the day and never at night. Thanks, Brenda. Uh, let's not, also, let's not unpack that at all. Let's just move yeah. on. Ben so, is like hugging his phone to, I don't know if it's because he loves what he's seeing or if he's, he's hiding the Chloe. picture. He's hiding oh, the he's picture. embarrassed because if Chloe sees it, she'll be like, wow, you used to date her? God, I fucking I hate think, I think kid. it's just that she doesn't, no. he doesn't want anyone no. to know that he's looking at a picture of Amy. So Chloe like sees the dress. He like shows it to her and she says like, wow, is she wearing a rag? And then, hmm. <sighs> God, hmm, we hate Amy here. Hmm. She looks like Miss Havisham. And then, hey, that was hey, Brenda. Season- 
she doesn't know. We already did that one. Huh. Huh. Brenda's, looks... Brenda's just been, like, sitting or, sitting at her, like, writing desk, like, oh, my God. Has it Need been to... long enough? Am I am I clear? Is it okay if I reference Miss Havisham again? I'm, I she have like, nothing else. We, this is all she was, I have. She was like, she was like, I referenced referenced her for no reason in season one, but now I have an ugly wedding dress that I want to write about. Right now, and it's then, now it's vaguely more relevant. <laughs> and then Chloe is like, Chloe's like, I never do school. Who is that? And Ben's like, oh, you don't know who Miss Havisham is. All the kids are talking about her these days in 2011 or whenever the show was he, filmed. He explains the Miss Havisham reference so that all do you the want to explain it to our say, do you want to explain it to our listeners because I I don't know who Miss ha- I didn't know until I, ben I also it didn't to me. know until Ben told me the I, apparently Miss Havisham is a character from Great Expectations and I guess the idea is that she gets left at the altar. And she she goes crazy, and she never takes off her wedding dress for the rest of her life, and she goes crazy or something. Man, that's twisted. Uh, yeah, that's twisted. So Ben is like, Ben like apologizes to Chloe. He's like, oh, I'm I'm sorry. Like it wasn't a very good analogy anyway. And then Chloe's like, well, you better now tell me what an analogy is. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't want to get dark about this. But how young are we meant to believe Chloe was when she was abducted? She actually says, uh, she says that, uh, she was, I mean, if what we're, if what she says is, uh, intended to be true, she was abducted when she was in eighth grade, so she's probably 13. 12 or 13. Like, I feel like I knew what an analogy was then. And if not, if I didn't know what an analogy was when I was 13, I think you can fucking figure it out from context. I think Clues Brenda, Brenda is. Uh, I think when Brenda wrote this show, she knew she, that we would be watching it because she's trying to put content in this show that is impossible to joke or goof about as uh-huh. like traps. These are like bear traps for us. Uh-huh. It's like you can't discuss that, boys. You can't talk about my show like this. Right. She she's like so desperate to to make this like wow. That's so fucked that's up. Pretty. What happened to Chloe? That she's just like leaning into the like tragedy porn of it way too hard, and I mean that's what she did with Adrian too. That's what she did with Adrian too. Yep, Uh, Adrian Adrian's baby was canonically killed by God because then you would feel sad. Yeah, and then Chloe like Apollo has Apollo justice powers now, where she can read the tiniest facial expressions on men specifically. Right, she says. She says, "Oh, it's a survival skill. I can read any guy's face." Thanks, Brenda, because she she looks at Ben's face and she's like, "That sweat Amy drop and Ricky in the corner aren't of your really eye. married, are they?" <laughs> that really and is Apollo Justice shit. <laughs> it gets even worse though because Chloe grabs Ben's phone and looks at this shitty 2012 flip phone camera picture of Amy, and she says, "I can read Amy's face too." <laughs> And it says that sometimes, when you live your life according to what other people want or need, sooner or later, you crack. And you go apeshit. Madness. All it takes is a little push. (laughs) And then she reiterates, she's like, I I know that you know that Amy's not married. And then Ben says, uh, yes, she is. And Chloe goes, uh, 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 you know you say, uh, when you're nervous. Good night. The tip of your nose turns red, and you stutter, and the other one, you sweat. You kiss your bear. You kiss your big bear, and you get a honkin' boner. You say, so we oh. get a brief moment of Camille talking to Leo in his study while he's reading the paper, because he's a very old man. And then uh, he's like, hey, Camille, when you go to bed, can you just check if Chloe is still in Ben's room? 
And then Chloe walks in and she's like, if you're worried that I'm going to try to have sex with Ben, I'm not. Great. Thanks, Brenda. Camille's just like, well, all right, this is your problem now, Leo. Goodbye. Like, hey, Camille, you know that this is your daughter, too. Well, no, but, you know, it's it's Leo's house. She's just living in it. He says, Camille, go cook me a midnight dinner. Right. That's why she had to make dinner at midnight. With pleasure, Boykovich. Mr. Boykovich. So Leo is like, Chloe is... Are you stressed about school? Are you stressed about school? Is that why you can't sleep? And then Chloe says, oh, I hate school. Uh, I'm two years behind, and it would be three, but they don't allow hookers in middle school. I see in your notes that you've written, this actor is my age. The idea that a person who is my age would be in middle school? Why can they not find... Okay. I understand. She's 25 a, years old and I she's saying that she would be in middle I school. understand in a situation where you are creating an ABC Family television show where there is a child who is forced into sex work, it would be too real if you hired an actual 15-year-old to play this character on television. Brenda I don't Hampton, agree. I don't think that's part of the problem at all. I think that the real thing is that they never should have done this storyline where, where this happens. I mean, true, but they also should fucking cast people who aren't ten fucking years older than their characters. I mean, hey, we our our fucking number came up when we thought that uh that 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 uh teen girl that Ricky was uh sleeping with was way too old. Maybe this will be a plot point. She's like, no, you didn't can, think that like, she was a fifteen year old. Look at her, dude. Can you imagine if I was fucking in a TV show playing? Yeah, a what is this casting? Like, like, is there a casting call coming out? Like, looking for the person to play fifteen year old girl and whoever this actress age was irrelevant. is irrelevant. Like, age irrelevant. <laughs> it's like the older got, the better. They got like they got they turned down Liza Minnelli because they couldn't afford her, and then they got this actress. Age is nothing but a number, and bigger numbers are always better. So it's like it's like a you know a sport. The the higher the score, not like golf. At casting right. is unlike golf. You want to have the highest age as possible. Right. So anyway, uh, Leo uh, says, hey, Chloe, t- tell you what, take a seat with me and read the paper. Oh, my and God. If you, any if female you find anything that you don't understand, just look it up and you'll be smarter than anyone else in school. This is my guaranteed. favorite. Okay. So she this is my favorite thing because because she starts reading the paper and then like three seconds later, she's totally conked out. So this is a dual purpose joke where the first one is. Like, boomers are so smart for reading the paper, and they learn more in, by reading the paper than any shitty teen would ever learn in their shitty teen school, where all they talk about is feelings and shit. If a teenager, if a teenager would just read the newspaper, They'd they be would smart. be the smartest kid in school. But the other thing is, look at how shitty these teenagers are. They can't even read a paper without falling asleep, because there's no screen on it, there's no video, you can't play games on a Got newspaper. I, I, this scene was like... <sighs> But also, so, Brenda wants to have her cake and eat it, too, because you also get like, oh, it's so sweet. She's asleep and Leo puts a blanket on her. Aww. Right. That's the that's the thing is like there's there's a version of this scene. If I if I remove a whole lot of the context from it, if it was just like a, a scene where he's like, hey, read the paper with me. And she sits down and immediately falls asleep the second she opens the newspaper and also, the actress was not 25 years old. If it was old. a 15-year-old reading the paper, like like when Ashley and uh, Thomas were reading the paper, but it was like they were supposed to be boomers. 
but this is like if Ashley was reading the paper and she was supposed to be a 15-year-old like she actually was. Right, if this was a season one moment with Amy and George and Amy opens the paper when she she's like, Dad, I can't sleep. I'm stressed about my pregnancy. He's like, hey, want to read the paper with me? And she opens the newspaper and she falls takes right one look at it and immedi- immediately falls asleep and he puts a blanket on her and leaves the room. I'd be like, oh, that's re- that's cute. But with yeah. the context of who Chloe is and how she's related to Leo and everything so else things. that's going on here, it's just, it sucks. It's dumb. And also, she's wearing her fucking shoes on the couch with her feet up on the couch. That's Take a your Boykovich shoes off tradi- of her, you freaks. No, that's a Boykovich tradition. I think Leo told her to do that. She's like, she's like, Mr. Boykovich, can I take my shoes off when I go? That's probably why she can't sleep. She's like, I can't sleep with these on. And he's like, Leo, sorry. Can I please take a- my shoes off, please? Is a- I'm, I'm at home. If if Kathy can learn to live with that, Kathy, what is it? Camille can learn to live with it, so can you. Yeah. Uh, so Ben wakes up Chloe, and, uh, oh, this is pretty epic. Uh, he, he wakes says, her up, and he's like, hey, hey, uh, it's the first day back at school, and you gotta go. You have 20 minutes. Like, dude. But no, but then he tells Leo, he's like. Why, but why but, didn't, why didn't, wake her up earlier, you asshole? Challenge mode. It's the Dark Souls of getting ready. He hey, says, you're like, not excited about going to school, huh? Well, what if I told you this? We go, what if I rushed you? So then Chloe, like, goes to get ready, and then Ben's like, well, she's getting ready, but knowing her, it's gonna take her 30 minutes. These t- t- females, they take 10 minutes Women. longer than they need. <laughs> 10 whole minutes. He could yeah, like, so. like, if the show was really shitty, he would have been like, it takes two hours for her to get ready for women, <laughs> am I right? But he says 30 minutes as opposed to 20. 10 minutes yeah, That's, that's not that bad. God damn, Brenda. So, Chloe, yeah, Chloe is off getting ready. Did we talk, and... did we talk about how, uh, while she's asleep, uh, Chloe tells Leo that Amy and, Amy and Ricky aren't married for real? Oh yeah, we, we skipped We that. completely missed that, which is like the whole important point in that scene. Yeah, oops. So, uh, Leo is, like, kind of being a little weird about around Ben. At least Ben thinks so. I didn't think there was literally anything weird about how Leo was acting or whatever. <laughs> Ben's like, I've learned from Chloe. I have one of her bracelets. Check this out. I see the, the, the sweat on your armpit. You know because yeah, all, all that Leo is doing, he's just like, gotcha. hey, Ben. He's just like, hey, Ben, are you ready to go back to school? And Ben's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to being done with it already. And Leo's like, hey, you oh, want to uh, go back to Italy and use it as a starting point for more travels around Europe? And then Ben says, yeah, he, he's, well, like, he's, he's like, Ben, it's your it's your last summer vacation before college. Like, do you want to we should do something fun? And Ben's hey, like, isn't it weird that uh, Leo and Ben's relationship seemingly got repaired off screen? Yeah, I mean, that's been everything. So Ben is just <laughs> like, why are, why are you being like you're being very suspicious? You're and being I'm nice like, to me. We haven't done that in like four seasons. <laughs> you, you've never treated me like a son since you met Ricky. <laughs> Well, now that he knows that Ricky and Amy aren't getting married, he doesn't give a shit about Ricky anymore. You're not a good (laughs) man, Ricky. You lied to me. So, uh, Ben is like, oh, well, yeah, I might, I might do some traveling uh, at the end of the school year. I just want to be back. I want to be back in time for the event of, I want to be back by the 4th of July so I can see my best friend, Amy, who I told a couple episodes ago that we're totally done and we're not friends and et cetera. That didn't happen anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, he (laughs) says, I I want to be here for Amy's wedding. And Leo says, why? And Ben says, after all these years watching those two go back and forth, I want to be here. Horrible. When did they go back and forth? Well, she told him. I feel like they had, like, one, like, kind of breakup Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they had, like, a breakup, and then they got back together, and then that's when she found out that Amy, that Ben got Adrian pregnant, and then he told her that when a pe- with a big pecan pie, and then she told him never to see her again. But that was before, that was before, uh, a- that was Amy the, and- 
But that was the, the one time that... Oh, you're saying Ricky... Yeah, sorry. I was thinking of Ben and Amy going back and forth. Ricky oh, yeah. No, no. Ben, ben is saying that those two have been going back and forth. But they I think pretty he much means just once they started a, dating, it's pretty much... That, I think he means that they've been having a back and forth. Like, they've never stopped fighting since the moment they started dating. Oh, could be. Anyway, so so Amy is leaving for school with John, and she and Ricky are being pretty unfriendly to each other. I'm and so Ricky... sorry. You can wear whatever dress you want, including that fucking zombie dress that you're wearing, Ricky. Yeah, Ricky Amy. Ricky calls it, he says you can wear any dress you want, including the scary one. And you're then so he nice, says, Ricky. Yeah, what a great apology. He says, hey, if you can make a man out of me, you can make a dress out of that pile of rags. And that turns into Amy going like, oh, I didn't make a man out of you, Ricky. You're, you're just such a responsible, father. wonderful man, and you've done the right thing, and you're a good Here, and you're, and you're, have a hundred dollars, Ricky. Boy, you little mensch. Brenda hands Amy, Amy, Brenda hands Shailene Woodley $50 from the bottom of the screen. Thanks. Yeah, I don't think Brenda was paying Amy, uh, no. paying Shailene at this point. So no. Amy is like, I, I just feel so silly getting into these fights about the wedding because... I like even though we're not married like I already feel like you're my husband and Ricky says are you happy feeling like you're married to me and she says of course, of course I am Ricky and he's uh, like no hmm, I don't I don't believe he presses, you he presses X to doubt and he starts yeah, screaming to make that joke uh and then uh I actually I I wrote down in my notes originally Ricky does doubt dot jpeg but I was like nah so Amy Jordan like walks out me. and Ricky Ricky pulls the trophy out of his butthole and throws it in the trash but then he like pauses and then he pulls it out of the trash and put it puts it back into his butthole and then leaves. What actually happens is that he puts it in his backpack and leaves. What is it What does it matter where he puts the trophy? <laughs> <laughs> he has Jordan, the trophy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've just been playing so much Ace Attorney. I guess I'm just getting held up on the small details. <laughs> that trophy when you tilt it it tells you the time stupid so i amy, think that ricky's a baseball champion so, so at amy high sees, school amy sees ben in his locker and he's like hey i saw the dress i i thought that it was nice which is a lie he hated it and she's like oh thanks i i was showing it to everyone yesterday and nobody liked worried, it except Omar. like i was that that he was gonna say something like the one you wore for our wedding was better i thought he was gonna say something it like wasn't that. it wasn't so she says, she says, I was, I was just looking for sympathy and looking for someone to be on my side. And you've always been on my side. So I sent you the picture. And if Ricky knew, he'd be really upset with me that he, for doing that. So don't tell him because well, I'm going to tell him. They have a great relationship that she has to tell him. Yeah, that. it's pretty good. Amy then admits to Ben. She says, the truth is, I have not been happy lately. And I don't know why. And then Ben says. I, 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 could, I could tell you, Amy. I, I don't know. I don't know. Ben says, it's because you're tired of doing the right thing and you just want to run away. Don't you which, just want to go apeshit, Amy? Which is true if you replace doing the right thing with Ricky. Yeah. I think she is tired of Ricky. <laughs> Amy says that she like, she's like, I'm sure every mom gets into nonstop arguments with their husbands from time to time and want to leave. But I love <laughs> Ricky for some reason and I'm afraid of, of everything falling apart when he yells at me all the time. I, I think I think that I agree with what she says, which is she, no. Yeah. She's like she's like I think that everyone probably has moments of doubt, but and and I I don't think that the fact that I feel this way is something that people should be upset about me for upset at me for. No. Uh, and Amy says Ben, and I I'm I'm not making this up. She actually says this. She says Ben, thank you for being my friend. And even thank you for being obsessed with me, because it's made me feel good about myself. 
Thanks, Brenda. Thanks, that's Brenda. Really, that's really in the show. She actually says that. Thanks for being so she creepy says, and obsessed. The fact that you've been fucking stalking me for my entire high school time has really been a, a, a big up for my, stealth, my self-esteem. I, she says, I love incels, and I love them. I guess Ben is an incel. See, no, he, Ben Ben is in incel. He, he is he's, involuntarily incelibate. He, no, he's like, no, he's he's involuntarily celibate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see what no, you're that's, saying. No, that's what I mean. No, Against yeah. his will, he fucks constantly. He would like to be incel. He's like, God, I wish I could be incel, but I unfortunately, have all of these for some reason, Yeah, for some reason, too many people want to have sex with him. All of these girls. So, I just, Amy... I, I just wish I wasn't such a pussy magnet. I guess Ben never did have sex with Dylan. Um, Ethan walks over to Ben, and, uh... Oh, Amy does tell Ben that he hopes that someday he finds someone, uh, just not her. And then Ethan walks yeah, over. Yeah, because and, because if Ben doesn't find anyone, then she'll she'll feel bad about it because it'll be her fault. Well, see, what I was thinking was because she knows that she's not going to last with Ricky in the bottom of her mind. And if Ben has no one and she's single, like that's oh, that would suck for that her. That would suck for her once they're both going to Hudson. You, oh man, I just realized if oh no, what? I don't think that we're gonna see it. But I think that, that, uh, that Bamie is endgame. Because Amy is going to leave Ricky to go to Hudson University. I know this. I'm a hundred billion percent sure. I can sure tell about it. you a thing that is not a, that will not reveal anything about the story, but I can tell you something to look forward to. Uh huh. Brenda Hampton has done some, like, in, in After an interview, like a JK Rowling, where she's like, and here's what I, what was, what would have happened after. And I'm ass- I'm assuming that Ben and Amy got back together because he was the first guy who ever loved her, and he was always there waiting for her, and that's very I guess sweet. We'll see. Uh, so so uh. Ethan walks over to Kathy, who he's like, or sorry, he walks over to Ben and says like, Kathy's at the airport. I need your advice. And I thought Ben was going to be like nihilism, and he's going to be like, let her go, man. It's not worth you're it. You're the most broken one here. <laughs> you're t- <laughs> we're all broken, but you're the most broken. No, he says. He says, go to the airport right now. You don't right have now. to be crazy to go to school here, but it helps. Go to the airport right now. Rush the cockpit. <laughs> Rush the cockpit and tell 9-11 it. already happened at this point <laughs> in, in time, but it's probably fine. It's due for, we're due for 9-11 too. But he says, so, like, yeah, he, he's like, go go to the airport, run after her, get on the plane with her, I forgot do that, whatever I forgot you at have this point, to. I forgot he's, at this point that uh, that Ethan has plane tickets. I was like... How the fuck is Ethan gonna get on this plane? Because he literally yeah, says, I also, "Run on." Well, I I have issues with it, but we'll we'll talk about this in a second. Because let me finish Ben's whole speech. Okay, okay, okay. He's like, he's like, you go to the airport, you get on the plane if you have to, you talk to her, you tell her how much you love her, tell her you want to be with her forever. If you have to, you fly to Texas with her, you talk to her parents, you tell them how you're feeling, you tell them anything you have to to get them to let you st- to let her stay with you, and if they say no. And then you go home and you keep you keep trying. You keep calling them. You keep Aww. calling her. You do Aww, everything I love you have stalking. to do. Aww. It's Ben. He, ben yeah, he, he's Ethan, like, I want you to go. Give up. I want you to do go full John Hinckley on them. Yes. And then I, Ethan, you missed yeah. the part where Ben tells him to run onto run onto the plane. Yes. <laughs> to rush the plane, and then Ethan says, "Like, oh, she's leaving in an hour. Um, but don't worry, because." Margaret, Mm-hmm. Yeah, his parents didn't cancel his ticket. Yeah. Hey, and then mm-hmm. you expect me to believe that Margaret, the generally very reasonable lady, would say like, "Okay, Ethan, 
I'm I'm okay with you going to Texas to surprise to surprise Kathy's parents. No fucking way in hell would she not confirm with at least Kathy, but like she well, would is, fucking where is contact Ethan supposed Kathy's to stay? Family. How is he supposed to get there? He's he's not he can't drive. He can't rent a car. I don't even know. Right, like he, what what was the plan? I don't even know like if there's a, a an age where they can't get you a taxi. I don't know. No way would no way would Margaret buy this ticket for him without confirming with his with Kathy's family. Anyways, I wish I lived in this universe because you can just leave school whenever you want. And I, that sounds yeah, really fine. fun for a teenager. And they do. Yeah, they leave. They leave right now. They go to the so airport. So George and Kathy are at Jeff's the only fucking soup plantation. The only bar and grill and buffet. <laughs> they get salad. George would never eat a salad in his life. He would laugh at the idea of eating a What is this? What is this crunchy meat? <laughs> Meat's not this color. This is this is meat for girls. What what's what green animal is this? Remember, the skin when, of? remember when he when when he said, I want something to eat, and she said, We got sandwiches, we got yogurt, and he's like, Food for men, steak and beer. He's never had well, a Kathleen salad in his has life. Changed him. He's a vegetarian wow. since the oh, last no, episode. No way. So Time skip. Actually, I think he was putting like pepperoni on his plate or something. Yeah, like in the can, first episode. Can, can dads backs. have little of salami? Um, he's upset about David Jordan, Johnson. That, epi- that reference is so dated. Okay, now you do it. You say dad. George can, can have little of salami. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, oh, I forgot about the thing that happens next. Yeah, weird, weird moment. So George, so he's is, like, George sh- is he's like, like he's upset known. about David. He's like, oh, I should have known that that it's that it's David's son. Like he draws up Anne a and I are brunettes. We've always had brunettes. And then Kathleen says, but Anne is a redhead. And George goes, huh, like I said, Anne and I are brunettes. So that's just a weird. You remember Punnett Squares? Good old Punnett Squares. I do remember Punnett Squares, and I also remember Chaz Bono. We remember Chaz Bono. This is a weird confirmation that Brenda knows that trans people exist, which is yeah, really I don't, weird. I don't really know why Chaz Bono is here, because... She wrote, like, tra- she wrote Chaz Bono onto the show. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I guess it's cool to have a, a cameo of a trans person that's not, like, tokenization for the sake of making a point about trans people. But this, but I, think, like, I think... It's I very think... weird that Chaz Bono is just here to go... Literally what happens is he's like, oh, hey, Chaz Bono. And actually, uh, it's possible for two brunettes to have a kid with blonde hair because uh, Sonny has brown hair and Cher has brown hair and I was blonde as a kid. I'm looking on I'm looking on on filmography like to see. OK, let's see. That's actually really interesting because I was assuming that that uh, Chaz Bono would make the uh, make this cameo when like he was you know really hot like there was a bunch of he was like making all these TV appearances and stuff and talking about trans issues on television or talking uh-huh. about his story. It's like several years after that happened. Yeah, well, Brenda just found out. <laughs> she was like, she was Brenda has a hobby of she loves Oprah, but she's like two years behind. Yeah, she's catching up on her DVR, on her <laughs> fucking TV. She's, like, several years behind on Oprah, and she finally saw, like, oh, wow, this... Chaz Bono, what an inspirational story. I should have him on. I do um, like, by the way, that the idea that Chaz Bono comes on the show and is like, hey, I'm Chaz Bono. To the teen <laughs> viewers, uh, Sonny is my dad, and, and Cher, Cher is my is mom. My mom. <laughs> in case you weren't sure who I was. Anyway, bye, that's my whole point. That's the whole thing. It. I just... <laughs> that he's here to explain that sometimes two brunettes can have a blonde george what have a- you ever heard of uh of uh uh of eumelanin and and pheomelanin because 
Uh-huh. Just laughing. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. So then George is like, is like, well, what if, what about Greg Allman, who has blonde hair? What if that's your real father? And then Chaz is like, nope. And George <laughs> says, oh, okay. And then Chaz Bono leaves the show. Thanks for, thanks for coming, thanks, I guess. Chaz. Like, like, what are the celebrity cameos on the show? Like, celebrities as themselves. Sean Johnson. Sean, Sean. How the fuck did I forget about Sean Johnson showing up twice? Chaz Bono. And, uh, and. I and, think that's uh, it. No, no, Bristol Palin. That was not as herself. No, she was Bristol, her her roommate. Remember? She said her name was Bristol. She wasn't Bristol Palin, though. I think she was Bristol Palin. Mm. It doesn't matter. I, I, don't, because I don't think she was, because she didn't make any reference to anything. I guess she referenced the fact that she's a teen mom. Let's but. talk functionality. Um, Sean Johnson was there to talk about um, believing in yourself and not jerking off. Yeah. And also to talk about having sex well, no, with Ricky. Well, no, she was talking she about was, how she does jerk off. No, she was talking about having sex with Ricky, and then Ricky did a cartwheel. And how, and then the second time she was competing and believing in her dreams and jerking off every day will let you be good at Olympics. Right, exactly. And then Bristol Palin was there to tell Amy that she had gotten coaxed into a snafu and was at a teen mom school. being a teen mom is, is she's pathetic a teen mom. and shameful. And then Chaz, <laughs> Chaz Bono, Chaz Bono was, there was to here to teach George about Punnett Squares. <laughs> That's amazing. So, so why not? Sure, cool. David is talking to Kath to Anne about how his first wife, who was the the secretary who frowned at Anne one time, that was his wife constantly, and she did deep crimes. What? Hey, can can all the fucking men on this show stop marrying their secretaries? That's the only kind of woman you can marry. Factually, all men are doctors, and all women are your wife. Oh, and their you miss you miss something, by the way. Huh? The beginning of this scene is David says, hey, so here's what happened. My first wife... I was just about to get to that. His first wife was... Oh, sorry, I thought that was was, the first uh, thing he said. He says, my first wife was having an affair... With my fertility doctor. (laughs) With the the fertility doctor who lied and told me incorrectly that I was infertile. Well, that still doesn't matter, David, because Anne and George did have sex and then nine months later a baby was born. Yeah, and you had sex with Anne way later, and Roboruto was not, like, super premature, so it definitely was Oh my wasn't fucking yours. god, I got it! Roboruto uh-huh. was always George's baby, until George said that the Via possible- the power of suggestion- Via the power of suggestion changed Roboruto's genetics. He suggested David's DNA into Roboruto's DNA. What a fucking powerful man. Behold! That is the terrifying. The power of suggestion! He's- t- we need to we need to silence this man. He has too much power. Here, check this out. Check this mm-hmm. out. I don't believe that George has the power of suggestion anymore. No, no, no. You don't understand. He has the power. You don't have the power. It's oh, George's shit. power to suggest things into reality. What if I, via the power of suggestion, claim that I have the power of suggestion? Is it your stand ability? Sure. Then I guess wow. That's so All weird. All right, cool. So, uh, so, so this scene hey, never happened hey, because how does, George. How does the infertility? Th- how did the? What was the doctor like? Well, David, you're infertile, as was your dad and his dad and his dad. What a weird lie! Because I don't know what the point of the lie is. Is he just trolling? Is he just owning <laughs> because, him? Because, because, because. Yeah, because why would that matter? Because David is going to find out. Because if David thinks he's infertile, 
Which, first of all, why is he why is he using a condom if he thinks he's infertile? I guess he's just practicing safe sex. Very responsible. He, with you, he David just Johnson. he's just so good at condoms and he likes to show off. He just likes to show, show off. He likes to juggle them. He likes to behind the back put them on eyes closed. Uh huh. This would take one, maybe less than, maybe more than one, but at, probably one instance for this to um to to be a problem right it's it's a bad lie because it, it's a lie that makes david think he doesn't need to use condoms with his wife who is not going then, to have sex with him apparently because, because and then at that point like what is da- if if david fucking gets his wife pregnant because he can then that, what is the he, affair, is he the, gonna be like oh well i'm infertile so it's a miracle wouldn't he be like well hold on if i'm infertile who are, then whose who, baby is who are this? you cheating on me with Anyway, he like, married it's his a, assistant. It's a bad lie. It's it's he, the opposite of the lie that you would expect. You would David think, can only marry people. You would people, think, yes. okay, that the lie would be that you would that you would if he is infertile and you impregnate his wife, you would not tell him that he's infertile. That's the lie that would make sense. The other thing you were that, like, well, oh, weird. then so, he won't know. So I was thinking about this, right? Because the reason that he went to a fertility doctor obviously is because it runs in the family. The, sure. So that's why he, I was like, why would he go there if he, if he wasn't infertile? But no, he thinks he's infertile, right? So he goes to the doctor and the doctor tells him he's infertile and he says, you can go nuts because your wife is never going to get pregnant. So is that when, cause, cause this lie predicates that his wife does not want to have a baby with him. But if she's having an affair, like, what if he's like, well, I guess I'll adopt. Like, what is right, this? It really, it really does not make any sense. But anyway. also his wife did get pregnant because that's where his kids came from. No, the the kids are from his. I, oh, thought, his. I thought the kids were from his new wife. Oh, you're right. His new wife is the is the secretary. That is correct. My yeah, apologies. So he says he married his secretary, who Anne and always hated. Got, which I think I think I remember Anne. Yeah, we see his we see her. We see her. She's like the Christian Gray Stepford blonde. Yeah. So David says, uh, "I think Roberto is Thanks my son." James for that terminology. Yeah. So Anne says, hey, can you please just leave us alone? He's George's son. We've been raising him for two years now without Remember you. Remember the earlier scene when, when uh, George told me that he thinks David, that he, when, when he's like, I think Roberto might be, might be, uh, my son. And then Anne said, well, we need to find out. We need to talk to David. Why would you hide it from me? Yeah. Well, now she doesn't like it. Now she doesn't so, like it. He so just wants a David- DNA test so he can raise Roberto as his own. Not not exactly. He just wants to to have his own son. He said he says he wants to know, and he wants her to take a DNA test, and or he wants Roberto to take a DNA test, and if she refuses to take it on her own, uh, then he'll go through the courts and make it happen. But he doesn't want to have to do that. And then he he. You know what's really adds, weird uh-huh. is that he says that he wants to. He it's not that he wants to make the courts make her t- get the DNA test. It's that he wants the courts to make her show him the results of the DNA test. Well, obviously she's gonna, she's gonna she's gonna DNA get test. it because she's. A very I mean, everyone's person. always doing DNA tests. Yeah, we love that. We love when the government. Yeah, it's it's for fun nowadays. Yeah, twenty three and Me sponsored by twenty three and Me twenty three and Me dot org slash jurgenit for hundred percent off your DNA. Twenty three and Me is the uh, is the 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 brother sister not ship name but like the the familial relationship name of Ben and uh, Chloe. Great. So David says uh, that they were careless on their first date, and then uh, that's Even a lie. Even though he used a condom. We know, we know how good he is with condoms and that he used one. And then he says, that's the same thing that happened with your daughter and her boyfriend. Not really. No. Uh, and then Anne, he's like, Anne is like, uh, actually, that's my daughter's husband, not boyfriend. And then oh, David says, for them. 
Yeah, he says, good for them. Guess is that's she out enjoying, of the question for us. Is, <laughs> she enjoying the, is she enjoying the shape-shifting car that I bought her? Haha, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, unless. Haha. 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 And then he said, he explains what his goal is. He's like, I I want things to be amicable, bet- amicable between me and you and George, because if Roberto is my son, I want to be involved. He's He's not saying, like, I'm going to take him away from you, but he's saying, like, if that is my son, I want to be part of his life. And I just think it'd be weird because because jo- Roberto is already in split custody, right. going back and forth between Palm Springs to be with George and Anne. So now they're going to split the baby three ways, or they're going to split the baby. I'm I'm saying that I'm I'm red pilled as fuck right now. And I'll I take think that the George- upper the upper quadrant. <laughs> We're splitting this baby into thirds. Yeah, that would be a tri tri tridrent. <laughs> I'll take I'll take Roberto's bottom left trigerant. <laughs> I'll take the bottom right trigerant, and then George, you can take the top trigerant. So you can always look at the boy who doesn't look like you. <laughs> all I'm, you gotta do, George, is say you? all you gotta do is believe that jo- Roberto looks just like you. So I, I feel conflicted about this because I feel like, to David's credit, I think it's it's understandable and fair that he wants to know. I don't you know? feel like it will be, do anyone any good if David becomes a part of Roberto's life. No, I It I won't do him that. good, it won't do his kids good, it won't do Anne or George any good, and it won't do Roberto any good. I think it's understandable that David wants to know that he's going to be like, well, I, 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 I don't like having to wonder if that's my son. He could even throw but, some money their way for some reason, even though they're all loaded. Right, at the same time, I think that it's it's... They have a situation already. It's like Roberto has his dad and his mom. I I don't think he needs David. He on doesn't even hand, need to know. On the other hand, here's a here's a thought. Uh huh. Maybe he'll be better off with David. <laughs> probably better off with David, right? I don't like to think about it. <laughs> yeah, but he probably would. He would. Here's the thing. He would not be better off with all three. No, but he would be better off with David. <laughs> He would be better off without George. He would be better off not with George, and he would also be better off not having to take a one-hour, and no, six-hour drive every time he wants to go home. I mean, go- here's the thing, here's the thing. I think the, the main thing is he'd be better off without George. And we're not, we're not talking, we're not talking, uh, for the listeners, we're not talking, like, serious, like, how would this work? We're just talking realistically. Ideally, he, would be, George, he would be better George off without made George, Amy- for sure. Uh, Lest we forget he, that George was so horny that he made Amy watch his kid without without uh, her permission, right? And I just think that if he was if he was raised by Anne, I just think that Anne's Anne's not so great all the time either, and George is always around. So I mean, realistically, he's probably best off if he just Anne, goes with David. Anne did say like Anne does not miss one of her kids. No, and At and all. George wishes they were never born. George actively tries to forget that he has two kids. George the baby sincerely belongs... told Kathleen that he wishes that his kids were never born and he The had baby just belongs with, her. with Can I hit this bull tape with you? I don't think just the baby I think uh, I think it'd be Amy might be better off with David as her dad. I think Amy would be better off with David as her dad. Break up Grace, with Ricky, go live with David. Don't marry David, but just live Don't with marry him. David, I didn't say that. But do break up with Ricky and go live with David. I think every teen on this show should be living with David, and I think he should, uh... I think that David is sort of a Fagan-esque collector of children. You you want the Secret Life spin-off of David's funny house. 
It's like it's like David opens a hotel for a permanent residence hotel for all the teens. You want you want the sweet life of, of David's family. The sweet life of of Gaffdio's kids. So Kathy's on an airplane and a flight attendant tells her that she's been conveniently upgraded to first class. Um she yeah. goes Oh, oh, so, no, no, sorry. You skipped you skipped a scene. Oh, oh, yes. I'm I'm sorry. Ricky's so speaking Ricky, to Clementine. Ricky My goes bad. to the coffee shop and he gives Clementine back the trophy. And she says, "Oh, that's fine, but like I I have a few of these already anyway." Man, you are bad. What? <laughs> sorry. She's been Ricky has won multiple World Series. Ricky says, do you mind returning this one to the collection then? And she says, nope. Happy to keep the complete Ricky Underwood baseball trophy set. You're not Kathy. That's Kathy. So weird. That's weird. Clementine. You're not Kathy. Clementine. Too many C names on this show. That's weird. Remember when it was Kathy's all A names K. and now it's all C names and K Kathy's names? K. Yeah. Well, yes. Too many K names. You know what I mean. Too many K sounds. So, so Ricky's like, she says, Keep the trophies, and she says, he says, oh, why did you keep the trophies? And she says that Ricky is the only good childhood memory that she has. Just a normal relationship. Just too- That's weird. Just too- Like, surely there's, like, pictures of them together as kids or something. Like, fucking keep those. Why do you have a collection of his baseball trophies, you fucking freak? That's weird. I want to remind you that Ricky says to Amy as sort of a defense, like, no, I was never doing anything with Kathy- Catholic, fuck Clementine. me, dude. Clementine, um, we were together for le- like we were living in that same house for less than a year. She was living in the same house for less than a year. She was talking about cutting his hair and doing love magic with it, and collecting his baseball trophies from when he drew tibbies on the bases, and yep. finger blasting the home plate. They gave him the trophy for best dick art when when he went to juvie. She kept all those trophies, and she's man. Clementine, you need some help. So she says, do you want any coffee? And he says, I'm quitting before it becomes hazardous to my health. I got it. Nice. And then, uh, and then Ricky leaves and like sad music plays because we OTP Clementine and Ricky. Yeah. And he, he gives one last look at her and I'm like, damn, I think that Ricky and Clementine actually are in love. It's funny to me that Brenda has two theses of the show. Number one, marriage fucking sucks and, and, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a miserable prison when Not you're with once. a person. Don't even do it once. But also, the but best love, the best, most honest and truest love is the love where a person has been obsessing about you for literally over a decade. It's beautiful. It's so cute and sweet. And this is the third, this is the third instance of, fourth, because of Jack. This is Jack, Ben, Clementine, and Ethan are now all four hopelessly obsessed with people for up to a decade. Jack was doing it for like two years and Ben has been doing it for like two years. God, it's yep. so cute. Yeah. So we're on the plane with Kathy and Kathy a flight got attendant. an upgrade. Yeah. She says, Kathy, you've been upgraded to first class. And Kathy goes to her new seat and somehow sits down without looking at the person who's sitting in the other seat. He's in and the, then, Ethan, yeah, Ethan is there in the window seat and he offers it to her. And I, I don't understand how you could sit down in an airplane seat and not be looking well, at the Well, window. the camera wasn't looking at him yet. That so, makes sense, actually. So we get a shot of them sitting directly next to each other and Ethan's like, hey, Kathy. And she's like, oh, I didn't see you somehow. 
and then he says, "Hey, these seats are courtesy of Ben Boykovich." What but happened? Probably to the actually the sausage what? king paid for what them. What happened <laughs> to the tickets that Margaret and Shaker bought him? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So Kathy is she? She likes it. She loves it. She was secret. She says she was secretly hoping that she that he would do something like this, but she felt because it was unfair. Every- Every girl really just what... wants their boyfriend to do a grand romantic gesture. I mean, it's like that... I don't remember what movie it's from, but it's like the, the fucking the Boris Johnson cue cards thing. That's a romantic gesture. It's fucking creepy. Yeah. All girls cute. want is a guy to be super fucking creepy. And I to am be being... super I am obsessive being, and, and follow them being and do things here. against their wishes. I am being normative here. <laughs> this yeah, is I a, mean, well... Well, that's the show. Is the show is normative, right? And like Kathy specifically told him not to do this, but apparently you know you know when a when a girl thinks one thing, she always means the other. Hey, yeah, I think that Kathy and Ethan might low key be like the worst thing in the show ever. Because I mean, listen, 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 listen. Yes, listen, because Kathy tells Ethan when when they first break up. She's like, Ethan, I don't want to talk to you anymore. You're you're really mean. You don't care about my feelings. You don't respect me. You only think about what you want. And then Ethan at school is like not talking to her because of what she said. And she's like, uh, Ethan, you were supposed to not listen to me. That was all a test. You know, women be tested. Folks. Right. That's what I'm saying, though, is this is the dynamic of Kathy and Ethan is that Kathy tells Ethan what she wants in the hopes that he will read Not between the it. lines and always believe, oh, Kathy told me this. That means the opposite of what she said. Man. I That's think, the lesson. I That's think, the truth. I think it is it is a it's very bad. I would not say viewing wise, it's the worst thing on the show. i I think it's not not, not necessarily the worst to watch. But for an impressionable teenage viewer, if hypothetically there was even one single teenage boy watching this show, I don't fucking show, know, dude. Ben, Ben, like Ben, dude. But Ben, but Ben loses constantly. But I think he wins in the end. We don't know that yet. If but if, Ethan, ben, if if Ben Ethan wins, wins on the sh- constantly by going against what Kathy says, because the moral is that she lies every time. I don't know. I need to think about it. Okay, it's fine. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not it's the worst, it's Nothing definitely bad. Nothing on this show is good, and it's all bad. So Kathy asks Ethan, she's like, what are you going to um, do? And he oh, says, and then, I'm yeah, going to take my best it shot, and if yeah. it doesn't work out, I'll keep shooting. That's weird that you didn't say that in Ben voice, because that was literally ben, a Ben quote. And if he said Ben Boykovich, 2013. I'll keep shooting. Ben Boykovich, 2013. Even though I think this is only 2012. So that's the episode. That's Brendavision. Hmm... <laughs> So that's the episode. Yeah, I didn't like it. Who was your favorite and least favorite character besides Ethan, Ricky, or George? Uh, my favorite character was Chaz Bono for explaining to George that the seed is strong. <laughs> no, he, he, he didn't explain that the seed is strong. He explained that the seed can sometimes be weak or different. No, he said, he said the brunette seed is strong. Just take your, just take your time and you'll see. Hmm. Uh, is that, is, uh, I guess so. Um, I'm going to say my favorite character in this episode I want to say Amy, but she kept forgiving Ricky, and that's unforgivable <laughs> in and of itself. Um, uh, my favorite character this week was Chaz Bono for explaining that the seed was strong. Yeah, and my true. least favorite character 
besides Ethan, Ben, and Ricky, and was Clementine for being very creepy. Yeah, I I had originally said David, but I think I'm coming down more. No, towards he's the Grace. correct. You're, we're we've come onto something, which is that right, David yeah, is correct. Yeah, I, th- to- I think that David secretly is actually the. I mean, I don't like David. I don't like that he he said um, I. I'd like a cup of coffee, but not out of one of those cups. Come over to my office, and I'll pay you to have sex. No, with, no, no, with no, 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 no. And that is that is oh, rewriting yeah. history. My bad. And my was bad. the one who's like, I'm not giving you coffee in one of those. He cups. said, Hi, I'm holding this blue paper. I'm an architect. Come, Can let me tell? pay you. Let me pay you to have sex with me and build me a house for us to live in for free. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Uh, I I have to say, my least favorite character is Grace because what she did was really mean. Man, but like, I feel like I'm, I'm going to say collectively, actually, Amy's friends were oh oh omar's my favorite character besides the no homo thing i i i couldn't give it to omar because of the no homo i thought that sucked but i just think it's such a cop-out to give it to to chat because because he's not a character on the show he's a, a person in but real fuck life you you can't tell me every week uh, here's my your choice doesn't work fuck you it's <laughs> well, chaz bono actually. eat shit okay fine omar sans the the no homar <laughs> and omar actually Undertale. least least favorite character is shaker because what the fuck dude <laughs> Shaker Undertale. What the fuck, Shaker? Why did you let Ethan do that? Yeah, that was pretty weird. Okay. Uh, that's it. Do we have Tumblr. any questions? We do. Um, if you have any questions, you can go to jergonit.tumblr.com forward slash ask. I've got two questions for it's you. It's a new jingle. This says, this one's from Anonymous, and it says, I have a challenge for Linda in Sloat, Series 6. Sorry, who? A, Linda Hampton. Create a storyline okay. in which Jack gets... <laughs> <laughs> I need to read this in the correct voice, and I don't think you're going to get this, but I hope our listeners will. Okay. I have a challenge for Linda. In Sloat Series 6, create a storyline in which Jack gets testicular cancer. Imagine the drama of a vulnerable Jack Pappas still persisting in his worldly adventures despite his illness. It needs flushing out, no pun intended, but I guarantee the television world would be shocked, stunned, and moved at the effort to make Jack's character more meaningful. We all love Jack, but it's about time the industry had a big shock for a change. I'm going to take a <laughs> shot in the dark. Man, oh, Anonymous, that is so is, good. Is that gaming in the Clinton years? That is that is gaming in the Clinton years. That is, I don't uh, know how I knew that. That is I've um, never watched any of those videos. That is George Wood giving advice to create a storyline in Tomb Raider 3 where Lara Croft gets breast cancer. Oh, no. I don't know oh, who sent that one. Oh, you told me about that. That's that right. Is, Jesus That Christ. is awesome. Thank you, Anonymous. Okay. I liked that. This other What's one says... Other? Anonymous says, hey, remember when Ashley stole thousands of dollars from Mimsy and ran away to Italy without telling anyone and her parents are just like, well, all right, that's fine. This is from Sam. I just wanted to remind our listeners about it. Who said yeah, that Yeah, I couldn't one think of any, I couldn't think of any like smooth, fluid way to bring it up in the podcast. So I just submitted it as a Tumblr question. I mean, it's very true that she did steal thousands of dollars from Mimsy. She stole thousands of dollars from Mimsy and left and nobody cares. Well, it's good that Ashley's living... We know one thing about Ashley and it's that she loves to cook. And she loves Italian cooking. She's always loved cooking. And she... I feel... You know who I feel bad for? I feel bad for Toby because he's not getting paid anymore because of what she did. Toby? 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 I don't know who that is. Uh, That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at jurgenit, jurgenit.tumblr.com slash I want to say one more thing. Inbox, I want to say one more thing. I want to say one more fucking URL. thing. What's up, Jordan? They wrote an entire book and sold it in stores about Secret Life Season 1 from the perspective of Ashley. 
Mm-hmm. They wrote her own book. She got a spin-off book. Yeah. And they wrote her off of the show and never mentioned her again, except for funny jokes about, oh, I forgot that that, that one child existed for a while. What child? Ashley Jurgens, Amy's sister. Remember Secret Diary of Ashley Jurgens? doesn't ring a bell. You can find me at uh, twitter.com slash posistress. Jordan is twitter.com slash bradipusrex. We have a Discord server where you can chat with us. Uh, let's see what people have been chatting about. Uh, Bodark has been getting extremely angry online. Yeah, Bodark... <laughs> I, I do. I always love to see Bodark's uh, live blogs of the show. Uh, Bodark's been watching it before either of us, which is fun. I've I've been scrolling back up to Bodark's the host uh, with live the most. blogs and checking if Bodark agrees with me about things. <laughs> Just scrolling up. Uh, Ethan is the worst. Oh, cool. Good. Uh, let's see what else. You can find us on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/jurgenit. Uh, $1 gets you access to any of our bonus content, our Secret Diary of Ashley Jurgens readings. Who? Our fanfiction readings. We just finished the Pregnancy Pact, and next up we are going to be reading, uh, I believe it is called, What Could... No, no. Uh, uh, no. Uh, That's shit, what's it called? One. Did I tell you what it was called? Do you remember? <laughs> I don't remember. It's from the author of the hit fanfiction, What Could Have Been. <laughs> yeah, it's by a fanfiction.net user named Amy and Ricky. Uh, and it's it's good shit. I'm gonna slap um, the makeup off your face, you chili pepper red bitch. Yes, uh, <laughs> bitch, you look like a chili red pepper. Uh, is something that Amy said. <laughs> um, uh, you can also find all of our uh, episode audio commentaries and our Grant High School Exchange program episodes on there. We're gonna be doing Beastly soon. Uh, Five dollars gets you. A shout-out in the podcast and lets you send in a message to our Patreon inbox that we will read in Ben Voice, ASMR optional. Nobody's been sending those in. Oh, well, your loss. $10. Gets you all that. Plus, you can listen to the recordings live while they happen. Shout-out to our $10 and $5 subscribers. Valerie W., Destryhawk, H. Cape, Stephanie Ruff, Dr. B. Dandy, Colby, and Alexander Grassdragon Corbett. Thanks. You can find all of our episodes at secretlifepod.com we are hosted on noisespace.xyz everyone's favorite podcast network featuring podcasts such as the island shuffle uh radish ham steak podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses tuning fork uh the stick giants confirmed fear baiting fear baiting that's what what it's it's called called. oops fear baiting and, and because more. I fucked up the name, also the Wonder Yerks. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> it is a good pun, though. It is very funny. Both of them are. Both of them are uh, funny, except I didn't understand what Yerks meant for a while. Yeah, the Wonder Butts. So that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I was on an episode of Pod of Greed, the Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Go give that a listen when it comes out. Go give that a fucking listen i watched an episode that was a, th- a six-part duel i watched three parts of it and nothing happened as is the way that Yu-Gi-Oh duels seem to go yay thanks for having me um do i have anything to say have i been up to anything um you've been no playing i've been Apollo playing justice. Apollo justice ace attorney that's fun how's that treating you i like it you like it bye i like it a lot bye thanks brenda <laughs> thanks Chaz. thanks brenda say thank thank you thank brenda it's our tradition Thanks, Brenda. No. Thanks, Brenda. Brenda Vision. American Teenager Radio.